Thank you for joining us on this episode of UserWords Podcast. My name is Paul. Two quick notes before we get started. Note number one, there were some technical difficulties during the recording of the first 20 minutes or so of the episode, which we didn't notice um, and caused some very garbled uh, audio. So I just went ahead and cut that part of the episode out. Uh, it wasn't worth listening to because of that. It was been really hard and you wouldn't have got anything out of it really because you wouldn't be able to understand anything. That being said, um, there really wasn't too much in there that was important for the second half of the conversation, which seemed to record just fine. Uh, there was a couple little minor blips here and there, so I cut out those little things, but they didn't detract at all from the conversation. You will hear me reference a TV show on uh, Netflix uh, in the second half called Sense8. Um, just... It's a interesting sci-fi show. I would not recommend it, to be honest. Um, it, it, it very much is um, X-rated uh, in, in some of the scenes there with it. So I would recommend staying away from that series. Um, and I will say this, uh, Sensate is not guilty of any of the, the things about, you know, what we talk about in the second half of this conversation which is you know the, what this episode is that being said the second the, the conversation that we're having here today which would this be the second half if this was a, a normal episode is very much um pg-13 uh plus i would say like pg-15 16 very much not intended for younger audiences in any respect but at the same time we felt based on some of the data contained therein, that this was an important conversation to have. Even if at times it, it, it seems a little horrific. And you will hear Aaron tear up in the episode for sure. And I, I don't blame him. Uh, the first time I was reading some of the stats and some of the data that we went over, I, it, it was a gut punch to me. And... I know it will probably be a gut punch to a lot of people uh, as you listen. So I just want to give that warning ahead of time. So that way, if you do happen to be listening uh, with anyone, you know, on the younger side, maybe turn this episode off and go listen to something else. They'll be happier, cheerier, and won't give your kids nightmares. So again, thank you for joining. Hope you listen to this episode, but if not understood based on um, the topic and conversation that we will be having. And welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast. My name is Paul, and again, I am joined with Aaron Johnson. Oh! <laughs> Mr. He somehow could 
pull out one letter to like five seconds somehow. How are you doing, <laughs> Mr. Heron? I'm okay. I was about to say something and then I'm, oh, I was like, oh my goodness. What was that? <laughs> yep. That was you, sir. That was you. <laughs> oh, no. That was after you had your mind blown with the big old revelation. Of b- b- revelation of what? I don't remember. Oh, dang. Because <laughs> that happens like every, every episode, I, yeah, it seems like. It's not that yeah uncommon. <laughs> so, again, I'm joined with Mr. Aaron Johnson, Mr. Oh, over here. And we're recording on the 15th of February, the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. The day after. A- Aaron, what did you do for Valentine's Day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sat down. Well, well, no. Okay. So I did go to church. And then after that, I went to this uh, place called The Hideaway that I've never been to before with a few friends. And well, a friend to his mom and another friend, whatever. And then, that's a weird date. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. The friend, it was uh, the bandmate and a friend of ours. So we're all s- close to the same age. And then my bandmate's mom. Yeah. So still, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, the bandmate ended up coming over to my house. We recorded a little bit. And then I sat down in the basement and just watched youtube and went to bed eventually mm. you you watch a lot of rom-coms got it yeah <laughs> wait no <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. yeah well okay yeah. what did you I, do? I, I i did nothing um that was crazy or great i went to church yeah came home took my dog to her graduation ceremony for her obedience class Woo! came home Work on the Pathfinder campaign some <laughs> and went to bed. That was oh, the yeah. extent of my Valentine's Day. But Valentine's Day got me thinking on something. Uh-oh. And that something that I got to thinking about was what has really become widely accepted um, as something that is used in the United States and the world. And people say it's part of how they first... I guess, learn how to love, but they really don't. They don't realize the harm uh, that they're doing. And and, and what I'm talking about, and I'm not trying to beat around the bush at all, but I'm talking about pornography. (laughs) You know, it was interesting recently, we spoke with the youth group on um, pornography. And yeah, I know. And Brewer was there that night, so. Oh, no. (laughs) You you know, the tangents he went on. Uh (laughs) Oh, yeah. But. But at the same time, it was interesting watching, you know, when we broke up into the individual groups, you know, we watched how the guys reacted and how even that concept, the thought of it just made them clam up that, oh, we're talking about this. We're talking, what, what, why are we talking about this? (laughs) This is awkward. (laughs) And I think that's part of the, the, the failure of the church is that so for, for so long, the church was like, you don't even talk about these things. You don't say these things. You just accept it and move on, you know? Right. You don't talk about the fact that guys were looking at pornography and that nowadays they have these little devices called a phone 
that you're giving to teenagers, young teenagers that has what? the higher internet. So what else are they going to be doing? <laughs> you know, the teenage guys, let's be honest, you know, they, their hormones are raging. They don't know what's going on. Well, they know what's going on a little bit. And what? they're like, well, I'm just looking for the immediate release. Yeah. But then why are we surprised then when there's this change of behavior from it being, you know, guys sleeping with, you know, just girls to all of a sudden, huh, well, I can sleep with this person, not get them pregnant. Okay, whatever. Cool. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. There's a group of us, five was... of us. What well, doesn't matter? Why are we surprised? Oh, yeah. I don't know why we'd be surprised at all. Um, I, 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 hmm. I wish we could, granted, it's a sensitive topic, especially once it's new to like kids growing up and whatnot. But it's mm-hmm. like I I guess I wish when I when I was younger which I guess I feel like it wasn't eh it depends. But <clears throat> like I I wish it wouldn't be such an awkward thing or a difficult thing to talk about in the sense where it's like people shouldn't feel ashamed or I should say embarrassed about either one having like sexual desire type stuff and admit that you screw up from time to time. It's never fun to do because it's like saying, oh, hey, I did something wrong. Is it fun? No. But it's like I wish it wasn't such a hard thing to talk about because it's like it's not an unusual thing. (laughs) It's not from like bizarre oh i'm I'm having a hard time with this oh no what's wrong with me it's like no <laughs> probably 98 percent of the world has this yeah it, it, which is why i said the church failed in that regard i think right you I, know the church the church yeah. in some areas especially like the baptist denomination gets you know a lot of flack for this went so like almost puritanical like you don't right. even talk about this it's and, so stupid and it's like did you know Aaron does this? Oh, huh? It's just sitting in the back hallways, people talking, gossiping about the person. Then they feel like a crazy person because, oh yeah, it, you know, a they're being talked about behind their back, but b it's like this thing that they're doing is this this crazy so wrongness. profound. Ugh. Okay, so you have that on one side, right? Right, and then you have the wonderfulness of public schools on the flip side of this, horrifying, essentially it. going. All right, here's as many condoms as you need. Uh, here's how you jerk off. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. Yeah. Man, I granted this is college, so of course. But I remember going to it was it was supposed well, it was like a beer pong thing, but they couldn't do beer pong as a root beer pong. Right. But <laughs> so when you go in there, for whatever reason. I don't I don't know why they had this there, but I mean they had boxes of condoms and stuff like that and then just like stuff about sex and stuff whatever. But they were just take as many condoms as you want. So you'd see a couple of guys just come into the room, just grab a handful and then just leave. I'm like Uh so I mean it's just a very accepted and welcomed thing i mean i'm 
gosh, I couldn't tell you how long it has been like that. I mean, probably forever, pretty much, really. But right, you kind of think it's... of it go, going back to the hippy dippy move, movement of the sixties. You know, the hippies, oh, all that. Yeah, yeah. But one of the, one of the topics, and I wish Brewer could have been here. But one of the topics that he brought up, and I agree with one hundred percent. Um, you know, people were like, "Oh, porn is harmless." Well, <laughs> to be honest, it's not. Uh, there's a whole, you know, and they'll be like, oh, love is love, blah, blah, blah. Do whatever you want, privacy your own home. Be careful with that. Uh, so there's a two things there. A, if you if you think porn is harmless, go to uh, fightthenewdrug.org. It's a whole website dedicated specifically about like, hey, how does porn affect you mentally, physically, uh, your relationships? Etc. But it, you know, how does it become addictive? But one of the things that they cover is that as you use porn, your your tastes become more extreme over time. Mm. Let's say, you know, you you go from just the plain vanilla oh. to needing the more uh, hardcore mm. stuff over right. time in order to get the same effect. Well, here's the here's what they don't talk about, and this is annoying and crazy. Porn that you watch, a lot of, especially younger guys, will go, oh, so that's how it's supposed to be like in bed when I finally get with someone. Nope. And they have these expectations, and all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't doing it for me. And that's when you start getting into the whole sensate, you know, thing at the end where it's just big old. Literally, it was a pile of bodies. I was like, geez, Louise. (laughs) What? Like I said, it, like I said, I had a fast forward through because it literally was like a ten minute orgy at the end. That was oh, just, oh, okay. You know, it was just like a yeah. They were literally a pile of bodies all over each other, and I was just like, that no, yeah. But yet, someone finds that quote unquote romantic, right? That's what helps them get off. And I was like, no, 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 man. Yeah. So just... as so as a society as a whole, as we're using porn more and more and more and more, and look up the statistics on porn usage. It is ridiculous the amount of money that is pumped into porn every single day. I, yeah, but as imagine. we're using more and more porn, our taste as a society as a whole are shifting more and more and more. Hmm. You know, I'm reading. I I just pulled up an article here. You know, it's like again fight the new drug they have a bunch of articles on stuff and one of the things is they're like the more real the more real the pain the more views i got confessions from a bdsm porn performer huh people are putting themselves through pain in order to get others off is that love uh i would argue let's go back to the not. root definition of love what is the root definition of love doing what is best for the other person yeah, so hurting yourself is good. So hurting yourself is doing what's best for the other person. And me, if I was in that relationships, you know, so to speak, me watching them hurt themselves, I'm doing what's best for them. Yeah, no. That's bull. Yeah. And people are expected to just sit around and think like, oh, that's okay. Because they're doing it for money and it's consensual. Right. Well, 
they're doing it for the person that they love, so that makes them happy to do it for them. Or they're mm. doing it for a complete stranger on the internet that for too. five bucks a minute. There's that too, yeah. Ugh. I, I, I will tell you, this past <sighs> week, there have been two things that have pissed me off. Uh-oh. This concept of love is love and just love blah, 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 blah. and Cuomo. And <laughs> honestly, this one pisses me off more than Cuomo. Yeah. Because this one is something that is going to be more impactful, more oh. annoying, and longer lasting like than Cuomo. Cuomo killing off a bunch of old people in New York. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's just going to get worse. Well, I know it will. It's going to get worse. But of course, it's going to get worse. Yeah. I, again, we started off with, oh, whatever, porn. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, now we have porn for the couples. Now it's the, oh, you can't get anyone, so um, pay me five bucks and I'll give you a quote-unquote private show on a webcam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they can't say that they're doing good work because, what was it? Um, one of the major companies, I forget which one, one of the major sites was just recently indicted and in being investigated for hosting videos of child sexual, sexual abuse and exploitation. What? AKA kitty porn, underage people. Oh on their site. Gosh. Or people who were trafficked, you know, as part of a sex trafficking ring. Maybe they were 18 plus, but they're like essentially being kept as yeah. essentially yeah. slaves. Yeah. Sex slaves. Ugh. How is that even close to love? Well, I, I wonder, want to hear a defense of that from someone. Say, yeah, Seriously. I, I'm really curious as to what some because I'm sure some people are gonna stand against that. I, I hope so. But it's like then this whole concept of just love is love kind of thing is not valid by any means. Because if if love is love, then I should be able to apply that same concept to all of those sites. Yeah, which you'd hope that some people in their right mind would be very much against. I, I wouldn't but I wouldn't guarantee that. No. How many people I and how many people have you heard over the course of <clears throat> your lifetime? And your lifetime is substantially shorter than mine. But how many people have you heard go, what I do in the matter of my own bedroom does not matter to you? <laughs> like bull crap it does. God says it does. Not, right. Not to me. It matters to him. Yeah. Well, yeah. For first and foremost, yeah. Y- what you do in your bedroom doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But but what's between what you do? In your bedroom matters to God. Yeah. And you go, well, I'm not a Christian. Well, that's nice. That's that, that's cool. Right. Still matters in that regard. It, yes, it does. Um, and I've, I've wondered, that was, I guess, something too. It's because as, as Christians, I, I guess, <clears throat> granted, this doesn't have to do with just like this topic or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, as far as like people having I don't know certain rights as Americans and stuff like that, I guess as far as like as abortion goes, it's like obviously yeah. I d- I personally don't agree with it. I am pro life. I feel I think I've mentioned this already before, but it's like the one time I feel like I'd have a hard time choosing between either, uh, I guess an abortion or not would be is. Um, <laughs> that's if this date ever came, so I, I, I highly doubt it. But like, if my wife or whatever 
was in the process of giving birth. And if it came down to either her life or the kid's life at that point, that would be the most intense decision. I mean, granted it's right. Her, it's a big part of it is her decision, but it's like, I guess I, what would I personally want? I don't know. <laughs> right. And, and I agree in those, in those circumstances when it's one or the other, yeah, which I, I'm not going to pretend like that doesn't happen because it does. It does. Right. I Now the, amount of which that happens i'm not sure um right. I, i'd be interested to see those stats but i'm True. I'm not dismissing it saying it never happens because guess what it's, it does it's, it's surprise <laughs> yeah life sucks sometimes so do you do you want to know how how much porn rewires your brain <sighs> i'm scared to know do you like the smell of death do i like the smell of death rotting decaying flesh uh probably not Okay, well, guess what? Rats don't like it either. That's good. So, there was a researcher. His name was Jim Faust. And what he did is he sprayed female rats with a liquid that smelled like a dead, rotting rat. (sighs) He then put them in cages with virgin male rats. The drive to mate was so powerful that it overcame the instinct to avoid the smell, and the rats, you know, mated. Okay. Now, okay, that happens, and you're like, okay, whatever, right? Right. Some of the rats learn to associate sex with the smell of death. What? So rewired their brain, because, okay. And, I, and, I get and you know that, this. Because it rewires your brain in a way, because your brain associates this reward, and this reward is um, this happy feeling you get when you have sex yeah, or you get off. Yeah. yeah. And so it rewired part of the brain that's associated the smell of death with the good experience. (laughs) And it rewired it just enough that it's like, great. Oh, no. So if it's doing that in rats, can you imagine what it's doing to us (laughs) as humans? Uh, Again, I come back to that sexual deviation that happens over time. We have that over and over again. Right. Well, I'll say just, I guess from, because I don't know, I wouldn't consider myself very extreme as far as uh, (laughs) interest in porn and stuff like that. Um, But like looking back at it compared to like when I first ever was like, I guess, introduced into the world of porn. Yeah. Like, obviously, taste changed over time. Like, I never, I, like, the whole beating stuff, I cannot stand. Like, that's, uh-uh. And I guess, you know, think, well, not, you know, as we're but talking there, about but there this. Are, but there are stories of people who they cannot get off Unless they're watching someone yeah. like bleeding from being beaten. See, and that's dis- yeah, that's disgusting. But I guess you see, we we think it's disgusting, but you have to realize they have been in that culture of yeah. porn and using it for well, so long that eventually it's like everything else just doesn't work. It's this isn't as exciting or like yeah, it's not enough for them. And I think about that because like I I mean looking back, I mean at what point did you know, images not become enough for me, then I has to be like 
video and audio, all this crap. And then um, I'm just thinking like, yeah, how much farther does one have to go to the point someone might not like the whole beating stuff at the beginning, but at some point maybe like, well, just because it's new and different, I'll dabble into it for a little bit. And then that starts to become their new thing. It's, I mean, I feel like that stuff has to happen. Um, and I guess just for me personally, it's, it's, it is very destructive, I guess, as something to use. Cause one, it, it, as you had mentioned earlier, it's like, yeah, you see this stuff online and then it just creates in your mind what your expectation is for sex. And it's like, okay, well then if you ever get to the day where it's, I guess your time or whatever, and it's not ex- as exciting as it was back in the videos that you remember watching. It's like, I'm just going to go back to that. And then, you know, you'll see, I, I would imagine, and re- regardless if you're a Christian or not, I would imagine that unless your spouse is super into porn, that's which I find that couple's stuff very interesting too. And I know we've kind of talked about... <laughs> I know we've talked about, or I've brought up the question of like using like pornography as like a learning thing or whatever, but it's just like, eh, whatever. Um, but it's like, I I feel like if you go back to porn because regular sex with your spouse isn't good enough, that's going to hurt them all the more because it's like, well, I'm not good enough for you kind of thing. And it's just, it is extremely disrupt destructive and yeah and 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 i guess just for me as a a single sad boy um it's like i don't know the thing that has come to my mind is at what point is porn not going to be enough and what am i (laughs) like what lengths would i ever go to to have get off on some sexual tension desire whatever like will i do those like some random hookup or something like that like would i ever stoop to that level thinking thinking from the very beginning oh that'll never you know i would never do that but then it's like when you really get into it and you get you know dragged enough into it so far it's like how far are you gonna be end up willing to go to get that um, that that rush or that feeling and all that stuff but yeah i don't know yeah it, it's it's super depressing because it's like one it's like okay it's like i personally it's like okay i don't expect to ever find somebody or you know get married and granted it's like okay getting like <laughs> the reason to get married should not be oh now i can finally have sex great yeah no that should not be why you look for someone to date and get married to but i mean is every married couple for the most part i'd imagine that's something that's an exciting part to him is like oh we get to go through this together kind of thing but it's like for me it's like okay i just don't imagine that ever happening so i guess i'll go to this just so it kind of you know helps little helps you know cover that wound a little bit you could say but it's like it's like as i just said it's gonna get worse and worse and i'm gonna find myself going to farther and farther lengths just to get this feeling out and it's just it's a mess 
and it's destructive and I don't like it and it's scary and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that drug as we continue to go down these paths of oh that's acceptable do whatever you want in the bedroom aka yeah. watch porn do whatever it eventually you're going to get someone who is and I put this in quotes brave enough to withstand the public shaming and do what they want and then all of a sudden it becomes the new popular thing because it's counterculture mm. people like to be counterculture for some reason oh yeah um and that's fine if you want to be counterculture well hey maybe be counterculture in the fact that you're not going around getting a blowjob from everyone at school and instead you're the one who stays pure until you're married Right. Oh, but that's being religious and da da da. Yeah. That's not cool. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and we have all these people who, and I see it on Facebook all the time, who have these ideas of, well, if you're religious and you're against me living with my three husbands, you're you're a hater. What? Because we're in love and all of us are loving each other. I'm like, hold on. Have you read what the Bible says is the standard for marriage? And there's a reason for that because, oh, I don't know. I mean, okay, Aaron, you have three wives. Okay. Cool. You have you have a harem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, look at some of the kings of the old testament. They had oh, and yeah. people go, Well, look at the kings of the old testament. They had harems, blah, blah, blah. And they had multiple wives. Yep. Yeah. God did design that way, and they did it. And some of them had some <laughs> Had some issues. problems. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. You know, and you go, well, okay, I have all these wives and I'm going to be fine. Let's look at David. He had how many wives and right. he still went after Bathsheba because oh, right. he happened to see her uh, bathing. Yeah. He's like, nope, I'm going to make that mine. The opposite of love I keep hearing all the time is not hate, it's selfishness. Yep. And I have to believe that. Oh, uh, absolutely. And if you go, I'm going to have 5,000 husbands or 5,000 wives because that makes me happy and we all love each other. I'm like, no, you are being selfish yeah. because you are only getting what you want to get yourself off to feel better. <laughs> and you're ignoring what is best for the others. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't imagine all of them having a peaceful life together. Even like, yeah, you have all of your wives or husbands or whatever but all those wives or husbands are eventually going to be getting at each other and causing a lot of drama so it's not and that's a very small aspect of it but like that in and of itself will be a headache at some yeah. point and, and again you know like i said i like the concept of that series sensate but some of the stuff that they try to put forward as a normal healthy thing like one of the things one of the characters in there um, they have a mother and three gay fathers. Yeah. And they're like, they're going around, oh, like, this is the most normal thing in the world. Uh, and you just have that. And you're like, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, 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 I can't. And I can't think. help but link the two together in my mind. Oh, for sure. And no. unfortunately, we're at the we're at the point where now it's feeding upon each other mm -hmm. the increase in the porn feeds upon this depraved idea of what sex should be 
and what relationships should be, which then feeds into this depraved idea of, okay, let's make this porn that features this. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you this number. Let's uh, see if you know this. No, I don't. <laughs> so in the world, they estimate there's about 24.9 million victims of forced labor a year. Okay. Forced labor a year. Forced labor, you know, they you know, trafficking of some sort. And not just sex trafficking, like forced labor for whatever. General. Yeah. Out mm. of that 24.9 million, how many oh. are trafficked for sex? Oh. I'm gonna shoot high here, hoping that it's a lot lower. Okay. But I was gonna say 75%. That is thankfully way too high. Uh 19 percent. <laughs> 19% okay. or okay. about 4.8 million. Still. Okay. That's mm, obviously more than what should be. Uh, first off, that 24.9 shouldn't even be there. Um, and then true. you have that 4.8 in there. Now, here's That's the truly true. disgusting part. No, no. And when I say disgusting, I mean disgusting. Uh, of that 4.8 million, uh-huh. how many of those are children? Oh, no. <laughs> Fifteen percent. I wish I lived in your world. Son, this is where I should have shot high. Son of a gun. I wanted it to be low because that's just too. Twenty-one percent of the four point eight. Twenty-one percent of the four point eight million forced sex traffickers are children. That's heartbreaking. Let that number sink in for a minute. That's sick. I gosh, I, I think this is a, this is the first time I started tearing up over a podcast. <laughs> that that's okay. That's one million children. About one million eight thousand children, approximately. <sighs> They're sex traffic victims. Gosh, you tell me porn doesn't have a price. You tell me love is love. Uh, yeah. All these things lead to people being destroyed. Right. For their entire life. So I can go and watch a video to get off for a few seconds. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to know what country is the largest producer and consumer of child abuse content in the world? What country? Uh, the United States. Oh, I was gonna see. I was gonna say United States, but I was like, oh, maybe it's China. But okay, yep, good old United States. Congratulations on us being number one. Right? Yeah, best country out there. Woo! You know, I, I, I I'm glad we're number one on some things, but number one on this is horrific. Yeah, this is an interesting. Uh, quote. Almost every survivor I've worked with, and because remember, when I say children, it doesn't have to mean young, 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 although it does, and I'll get to that stat in a second. But it says, almost every survivor I've worked with considered their trafficker to be their boyfriend at some point in their lives. For domestics, minor sex trafficking victims, one in six began began being trafficked under the age of 12. According to the Canadian Center for Child Protection, 78% of reported child sexual abuse images 
depict children under the age of 12. And 63% of those were under the age of eight. Oh my gosh. So of all those, you know, minors I talked about that are, that are trafficked, you know, it's a ridiculous amount, man. I get it. Almost half are African-American. 27% are Caucasian and 21% are Hispanic and 8% other. Uh, how? Now, here, here, here's the one that broke me even worse. Oh, no. According to multiple studies and reports, a significant number of sex trafficking victims, up to 36%, are trafficked by family members. What? And 27 to 60% of victims are trafficked by their quote unquote boyfriends. Of the trafficking victims who had been forced into porn production, the average age they began being filmed was 12.8 years old. These are damning statistics. So how do these people find out about this? So I'm You have people like the FBI and that who Yeah, that's yeah. who infiltrate these things. You hear it every year at the Super Bowl, these big sex trafficking rings being taken down. Every year, without fail. It happened this year too, even in the year of COVID. Uh, oh yeah. So, I mean, this is something that they arrested, I think they said, over 70 people this past Super Bowl. How many? And it, 70 people okay. who were involved in human trafficking. <sighs> it was Operation um, Game Over is what they called it. Okay. And this was just in Florida. Uh, they, made a num- they made 75 arrests during Super Bowl week. During Super Bowl week. And they made they recovered six human trafficking victims. Man, undercover deputies targeted massage parlors, hotels, mm. motels, and online chat rooms. People arrested ranged in age from as young as nineteen up to seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah. Now, when they say that they arrested people for the trafficking, a lot of these people were the uh, how do you put it? The clients. Yeah. Potential clients. Yeah. So for this person, they they say that they found someone who was in an online chat conversation with an undercover detective. Who, and the detective posed as a trafficker. Yeah. The person struck a deal with the detective to have sex with a 17-year-old girl for $150. He was arrested when he went to a local hotel and was met by the detectives inside the room. Uh... Gosh, for a hundred and fifty bucks, and that, you know, if that was a real trafficker, obviously it was a detective, not a real trafficker. But if it was a real trafficker, yeah, a hundred and fifty bucks at a time to destroy that girl. Yeah, and when I say destroy, I mean yeah, destroy it, their soul, destroy their mind, destroy their will to live, destroy their dignity, destroy them as a human. We don't hold this concept of love as something that should be held to this high standard that is that is sacred that is between two people that is something that you do for the other that is that marital bond that you hold and cherish above all others we water it down to this charade of a money exchange yeah and people go oh you can't make that slippery slope argument 
the hell I can. Uh, yeah, how can you? I, I, I will. I will not disagree that this has probably been happening for the longest of times. Take us back to the Romans and all. I'm sure a lot of this has been happening. Oh yeah. But the amount that this has escalated over the years has gotten ridiculous. Yeah. And we continue to pair it. it see, that's that brings a whole new, <laughs> I guess. Meaning to me, I guess, when people just say, oh, age is just a number. Because uh, now all that is now forever in my mind. Yeah. And that's, see, that's the thing, too. I mean, they're trying, I mean, I, I don't know. It's oddly enough that this is our conversation. Because as a kind of jokingly, I mean, uh, <laughs> a fr- friend and I, <laughs> there's talk of, people wanting bestiality to be legalized. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, okay, so now it's gone to, as far as that. It's like, it, I can't imagine obviously is how far it is with just human lives. Cause it's, I feel like what, what, what was it? I can't remember if he said if it was California or if it was a different country. I think it was just a different country completely. Well, yeah, it was a different country. Um, but like the age of consent is like 14 years old. And that's like, how yeah. much younger are they trying to push this to the point where it doesn't even matter anymore? And I feel like first, uh, this would, would be a whole probably conspiracy theory that, you know, rabbit hole, but it's like, how many people could it be that are up high in power that are, would want to push for this because they've got their feet wet in that kind of an industry? Well, that yeah, I, I know what you talk about with the conspiracy because that was the whole thing with Jeffrey Epstein and yeah. uh, Pedophile yeah. Island. And all yeah, that. that's true. That's right. So th- there is this awareness and there is this outrage, but okay, let me. You have this outrage, but then you have people. You know, when when some major things go down, you're like, oh wow, that was a leading businessman. That was a leading whatever. That was yeah. a pastor. That was the mayor. That was whatever. Yeah. Uh, this article, it's from, I just want to make sure I get the source right. Yeah, USA Today. Uh, so they interviewed a 17 year old girl who was rescued and she was trafficked starting at the age of 15, right? She said she was quote unquote purchased by over 150 men a month, upstanding people in the community, mostly in their 40s, living in the suburbs. That's one child. And people go, Porn doesn't have a price. <laughs> Look at that child, that 17-year-old, and tell them that. Essentially saying that they don't have a price. Why do you think there's all those sites and all that that say, as their advertisement, barely legal? Yeah. Uh-huh. People fantasize about the young kids, sickly as it is. <sighs> it, it, it is... It is sickening to read those stats. If you want to Honestly, if you want to read more, yeah, uh, go check fightthenewdrug.org. Yeah. They are a nonprofit. They are a non-religious organization, and their whole thing is essentially be like, "Hey, get off of porn." Right. Us says because uh, I have it pulled up on my computer, and it does. It was saying it was founded by members of the Church of Jesus. Well, yeah, it, Church it, of it, Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but. Yeah, so it might so, have some. It might have some, but they're ra- but they are they do say they are a non-religious. Yeah, um, and what's interesting, if you look at the very top of their page, 
support the movement for love is their tagline hmm. as they're asking for um donations in that yeah and it's like yeah i get it and yeah it might have been founded by people you know of religious right background, but but as you read through it you could see a lot of these articles don't necessarily come from religious background in fact right. all the ones i have pulled up don't even mention religion you know what they mentioned they mentioned science they mentioned yeah. statistics. They mentioned numbers. You know, the current phrase across the country right now is trust the science. Trust yeah. the science. Tr tr the, one the one time you should do it. Oh, my gosh. Uh. Like this, their headline. The opposite of porn addiction isn't only sobriety. It's real human connection. Yeah. Gosh. <sighs> it's heartbreaking to read that. All those numbers. Yeah. They surprised me. And, you know, you know, and, and guys, you know, they, you know, especially like, they're like, whatever, especially younger guys are like, whatever, it's just porn and that. Yeah. And it, they fail to realize how that might be hurting their significant other if they have a significant other. Yeah. Are you looking See, at porn more or are you looking at her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that was, that was something, um, I noticed for well one for myself was I found the more that I looked at it at, at time like being younger it was okay so how are you actually looking at well women one but then even later it's well I guess it would be to like leading up to now it's like because of that it's like man I feel like uh it's just one, I guess I don't deserve to uh, want to have, I guess, trying to have a desire to actually end up having someone as just like a spouse or whatever someday. I guess in that aspect, not like looking at them and just as sexual way, but just in general, it's like, okay, well, they should have somebody that didn't do that kind of thing or they deserve better sort of whole thing whatever which you know at one point it was like do i realize it's like okay do you know how many people obviously struggle with this and whatnot or have i don't know gone farther or whatever but and then in my mind it's like well that doesn't matter you've still i guess gone far enough to just cause enough damage to well, one yourself in the in the whole situation but yeah yeah i yeah Ugh. and it people think you know stiff. like when when you think of like the human trafficking statistics and all that they're thinking oh okay so it's all women no, no. men too yeah uh there's an article on there by the new drug published actually just january 20th of this year hmm. uh it's called it's entitled sean's story what's like to be a male survivor of child sexual exploitation and uh he started being exploited at the age of seven in videos in the age of seven kid has no childhood yeah you know and he, he he's grown up and you know he now has to heal from that yeah, oh i mean as much as he can yeah you know and that's not going to be easy necessarily and i i can't say how hard or whatnot it is going to be because yeah I, I i haven't lived through that and i am thankful i haven't yeah. lived through that 
Yeah. And people go, oh, it's just this or this. No, it's all genders, men and women. It's all races, black, Hispanic, white, everything. A million children. There has to be a point at which we say this is enough. Right. But we're not because we're addicted. As the site's called Fight the New Drug, there's a reason why it's called Fight the New Drug, just because of the psychological interactions it has and the dopamine release and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't even imagine that. No. And I can't imagine going to the depravity lengths when you contact someone and say, oh, yeah, you got a seven-year-old boy. I'll buy him. <sighs> what? <sighs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is love, Aaron. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want in your bedroom because obviously it has no impact on anyone else in the world. Right. Oh, that's disgusting. And as we just kind of unfortunately chatted about, we know that's not true. Man. Ugh. Uh, I know. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, I'm just thinking stupid politics. Um. Because I know, I, I just, for whatever reason, I just thought of how oh, AOC was talking about climate change and stuff. And she's like, maybe even, I think it was about climate change. I could be wrong, but whatever it is, she's talking about something impacting her, um, like pretty much wanting to have kids or like wondering if she should have kids because of what the future would hold. Mm-hmm. And so we need to do, you know, we need to take action on this to, you know, help the children and stuff like that. And how that's such a, in my mind, it's such a small, like silly thing to worry about when you have stuff like what we've just talked about is going on. Like Those are the kids we should literally be trying to save now, which thankfully as you mentioned that, you know, obviously there's people being found out through like FBI cases and undercover and stuff like that. But man, I feel like there could be a ton granted. I don't know how much goes into it at the moment, but just hearing about it, it's like, man, we should go all out on something like that. And I'll be honest, the FBI and all the various legal entities, they are doing, the best that they can. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that they're being slouches or all that, you know, but it no. takes it takes time for them to be able to infiltrate those chat rooms where those things are happening. Right. Yeah. Because not and for them to be can get in. Right. Exactly. And for them to be trust enough for, you know, and, and I can't even imagine those people's lives where they have to pretend to be. A trafficker. Oh, yeah. Or they have to pretend to be a kid. Or they have to pretend and the people they got talked to. Uh, I feel like that would enra- enrage me. Depending Not just on anyone can do it. Yeah. Because, man. So we got, we got a lot of crazy in this world. And unfortunately, it just seems to be getting oh, yeah. worse. Much worse. So, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> was not ready for this one. <laughs> I, I, I kind of figured as such. 
when I gave you the choice of options and you picked this one, I was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's in he for. Has. I was going to be like, man, that's going to be some silly how stupid people are, which granted we did talk about how, in a sense, how well, wicked and nasty people are. But yeah, not just a simple little lighthearted episode. Yeah. You need that once in a while. Sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So, do you have anything else you want to say? Man, well, uh, gosh, I don't know. All I know is I'm going to be checking out this Fight the New Drug website and looking into it because, man. They have a lot of articles, over 100 articles. And I don't know if you noticed, they also have a three-part documentary that you can watch for free as well called Brain Heart World. Brain Heart, okay. Huh, absolutely. Man, I I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) all right well i I would say go check out fightthenewdrug.org yeah uh for everyone else and maybe think challenge yourself to hey you know what this activity isn't harmless viewing pornography is not harmless it harms it creates issues it creates trafficking it creates pain creates suffering it's what you're not going to be perfect at it on getting off of it because like they say it's a new drug it's dopamine it's the reward center of your brain it it, it wants you to continue to do it but you continue to do it and eventually you're going to be turned on by the smell of death just like those rats were gosh that's no laughing matter at all no. this no. is a very um non-happy valentine's episode i'm glad it came out <laughs> after right uh, yeah valentine's day yeah and people going oh we need joy in the world right now we need this we need reality yeah we need to face the fact that we cannot hide to what's happening in the background anymore then realize we're either part of the problem or part of the solution and we can no longer be neutral and sit by and say what you do doesn't matter because we know it does. And that's going to be, that's a hard realization for all of us to come to. And hopefully all of us get there at some point and realize that. But I almost feel bad playing the outro because it sounds so jovial, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Use Your Words Podcast. And um, after this, try to have a good day.